Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Gallant Few Rangers podcast. My name's Colin McDuff and I'm delighted to be your host tonight. It's fine Sunday evening as always at half eight. We're live on Facebook, YouTube and Twitter. Um, thanks everybody for listening in um, wherever you get your podcast. A quick call to arms before we get going. Uh, we're fast approaching the thousand subscribers milestone on YouTube. I think we're 17 away. If you can find us a like or subscribe on YouTube, it helps the pod out massively. That thousand, um, that thousand mark would be a nice wee milestone to get to. So that's enough um, self-arsing. We'll get on with the show. Here to talk through all things Rangers. First of all, Mason, how are you, mate? Yeah, not too bad. Thanks, Colin. Thanks for having us uh, back on, mate. It's good to be on after another comfortable win. Hopefully we're saying the same thing this time next week. I know. Um, one of my points on tonight is um, great run shape performances, but we will come to that. But here's hoping that it, it continues. Um, the first of two Davies joining us is Davey P. How are you? Smashing, boys. Yep, excellent. Uh, another win, another uh, away win as well. You know, so we are absolutely on a roll. You know, as, as we'll come on to, you know, I think uh, there's still some work to do, but, you know, the progress, uh, the start that Michael Beale has made, fantastic. Absolutely. And last and by no means least, Dave A.T., how are you? Yeah, great, thanks. Uh, great to be back on again. Although I, I should really be out and about because this is carnival weekend here and uh, it would be, be quite interesting. I wish I was 40 years younger because of a lot of hormones uh, flying about everywhere. <laughs> Uh, just another weekend, David T. Talk about your hormones, eh? That's um, uh, so on with the show. Hello, everybody saying hello in the comments. Any thoughts, uh, opinions, whether it's on football or uh, my dodgy headphones, as a friend of the pod is already commenting on, get them in and we'll chat through them. So, kind of alluded to it 
at the very beginning there, Mason, I'll come to you first. Before we get into the game, that's uh, what, 13 games for Michael Beale now? 112 to 1. I know the performances have been a bit, a bit, have left a bit to be desired for, but how do you see you start to Rangers? I think, to be honest, it couldn't have gone any better bar, you know, the last five minutes um, at Ibrox against them. You're looking at it. That's probably the only sort of black mark I've, I've got against him uh, so far, to be honest, was probably the substitutions uh, that day. But, yeah, performances have been frustrating. But the main thing is, as, as, as we know, results. And, um, you know, some of the games we've, we've managed to, to, to put in good performances. But, you know, I think what we was doing under the previous manager was we wasn't getting performances at all and we definitely weren't getting the results so um, you know considering the quick change around that, that Bill's come in and the amount of football that we've had um, until probably the last couple of couple of weeks he's been ticking them off and we're just slowly starting to get everyone uh, fit again before yesterday which I'm sure we'll come on to but um, no listen you, you can only sort of admire uh, Bill so far but um, you know we know uh, next week is, is, a, is a huge one and I think it will be a huge one uh, for, for Bill going forward as well David P, I, I do agree with Mason that I'm I'm happy. Um, I'm delighted with the the form that we've the the, the form of results we've built up. Um, going into next week on paper, when you delve into it, we haven't the Tynecastle is an outlier. Um, so it really is it really is the biggest test that he's got. Um, he's Rangers career so far next week, isn't it? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is the the acid test is next Sunday, but you would say that Michael Beale, you know, with his track record so far, we, we he's grinding out the results. We've played well in patches, you know, Tynecastle being a more complete performance. But you would, you know, set up of the team, and you know the squad, the team that he's putting out and picking, and how we've been starting games. You know, there's there's definitely room for improvement. But in terms of the results, you uh, we cannot quibble with that. You know, it was yesterday. Livy's traditionally been, you know, a tough venue. Although our results there have been generally been quite good, but I thought Rangers yesterday, without being spectacular, always in control, kept a clean sheet, scored three, managed to get two sixteen-year-olds on the pitch at the end of the game. So, you know, you would have to say that, that he's ticking more boxes than he's not ticking. So, uh, roll on. But as you as you say, next Sunday is the crunch. David, what's your thoughts on that? Um, I think oh, David summed up really well there. It wasn't spectacular yesterday, but we got the job done and ended up a comfortable three 0 one. But it didn't have to be glamorous. Um, if we if we win every game like that, unglamorous but comfortable, then we'll we'll win shiny things at the end of the season. Well, I think that in word for this week, uh, there was quite a few people using it. Was in control. That Aye. was a. Uh, that was that was the, the big word. We were in control from the, the really from the start to the finish, and I think no, I can only remember them being dangerous twice. Was when Penrise uh, missed a sitter, he, he had a, 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 a ear, uh, swipe at the ball, and Stephen Kelly had a had had a chance where he where he shot shot was nowhere near the goal. So I think that was I don't really think they had a shot on the goal really. So. As I say, in control. That seems to be the the big word that's that's flying about. Just one thing about the the the, the that was going back to the last game against them. For me, that was Beal's uh, 
taking off, taking off the most dangerous players and, and putting on players to so tie up a game. I don't think you should ever do that. I think I think you should just keep your dangerous players on. If you're not if you're not creating danger yourself, then uh, then the other team can just keep pressing and pressing and pressing, and uh, that's what happened. I think in hindsight, where you need more of a comfortable gap uh, before you uh, start allowing more pressure, uh, more than one goal. But it's hopefully it takes the lessons in the next week. Uh, Mason, first point on the agenda tonight, Captain Fantastic. So tonight's uh, um, episode is titled "It's Mister Tavernier" because I, I like watching David Martindale's press conferences because he always seems to end up talking about James Tavernier and. Yesterday, um, it, it was quite funny. Um, when Martin Day was talking about the role, he says, Tav, oh, I'm allowed to call him Tav, does it have to be Mr. Tav in there? I'm now beginning to think Tav's obviously got some sort of relationship with Martin Dale um, that he just likes to turn up at, at Livingston um, and put in a display. What was your thoughts on him yesterday? <clears throat> better yesterday. Um, you know, obviously the two goals, you know, helped, but I thought he, he, he was better. He was on the front foot, you know, a lot more. Uh, solid, bit more solid defensively. Um, he just looked more more comfortable yesterday. I think as a team we did again. You know, we'll, we'll come onto the midfield a little bit later. But I thought that, that Raskin was 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 brilliant again yesterday, and, and he helped he helped that. Um, but the free kick from from Tavernier yesterday. And listen, we've all been critical of him. Uh, me and the two two Davies were on Thursday night, and there was many in the comments sort of questioning him as well. But you know, one thing you can't take away from me, you know, he's got that in his locker. Um, probably doesn't do it and hasn't done it enough for us this season. But, um, you know, he's the only player that we've got uh, that can, you can whip one right like that, right in the top corner. Um, when at that point the game was, it was a little bit dodgy. One nil was obviously always a dodgy scoreline because all it takes is Livingston to get a set piece or one of their long throws, which um, David T just said there with, with Penrice causes problems in the first half. So, uh, no, better for Tab yesterday, as I said. Want to see it more. Um, and hopefully he's got another one lined up. Uh, for next season. I'm just glad, by the way, with the penalty that he's hit a corner. Um, I'm never a fan with, with penalties straight down the middle. So I hope that that's one uh, we don't see again uh, from him. Put, put him in the corner because when he does, he, he does pick him out. Davey, P, the Davenier does have two large sections uh, of the support. Some who just always have him as a scapegoat and others who just can't see past him. He can't do right for doing wrong. And I think the people who maybe jump in between are the minority. Those people um, are probably, no, definitely rightly so, have questioned his, his form over the season. He's not the only one, but he's, he's definitely... I, I think it's, it's no surprise that we're calling for Adam Devine, Adam Devine to get more game time. Um, how much... The gist of these display go back to maybe clawing back some of that support. Fitav, was it was it good enough for you out with the two goals? Uh, I thought he was okay. I mean, he scored from two set pieces: one from a penalty kick, one from a free kick. You know, two strikes on goal. He's he's got his two goals, and and we love him for it. But in terms of you know, Livingston offered very little going forward yesterday, so. In terms of defensive duties yesterday, I don't think much was required of James Tavernier. So in that sense, he probably had you know a comfortable afternoon. But my problem with James Tavernier, and, and it happened again yesterday when Raskin you know, was pinging the ball out to him on the right-hand side and Tav wasn't quick enough to get to the ball. And, uh, just, and then the ball rolls out of play. It happened again twice yesterday. So there is a... 
I mean, he did well yesterday, and obviously we scored two goals. How how can I possibly complain about that? But all I would say is that I think when we come up against stiffer opposition, then I think Tav is found wanting. Not all the time, but I think defensively, I think we uh, we can improve on on what he offers us defensively. I don't think you know in terms of the cross balls and you know his 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 assists have been as as uh, obviously none yesterday, but. I don't think you know the number of goals that he was in, in terms of assists has dropped off, uh, and that that he didn't uh, add to it yesterday. So, I mean, obviously in scoring two goals, well done, Tav. But overall, we're playing against Livingston. He's got an easy time of it, you know, defensively. He scored with two set pieces, so well done. But uh, I think in the longer run, there's still a case to be made for Adam Devine. David T, what's your? I'll give you the final word on Tav because I'm kind of, I'm kind of torn on how uh, how I feel about yesterday. I agree with Mason that that it was much better than what we've seen yesterday. Uh, yesterday was much better than what we've seen so far uh, this season. It wasn't glamorous, right? Out with the two goals, it, it wasn't amazing, but it, it put in a, a, a solid enough display. I thought. But at the same time, what do we ask your fullbacks to do to contribute with the goals and assists? And he's got two goals, so I'm a I'm a defying my own point there. What's your thoughts on Tavernier yesterday? I thought he played actually not too bad. There was I, I agree there was a couple of balls, and it was actually a funny setup at times because a lot of times Cantwell moved into the right back position and and Tavernier moved forward. So I I, I don't really. I think they were trying to get Tav further up the park. Uh, but I, I didn't think he had a bad game. And I, I think his defending is a lot better than it used to be. I mean, when he first came, his defending was atrocious. But I think his defending is a lot better now. And he probably his forward play is getting uh, put down a wee bit, put back a wee bit by, by that because he's, he's, be, he's defending better. But no, I think... Uh, I, I didn't think he had a bad game, and let's face it, that free kick that was absolutely brilliant. That was, I mean, you could you couldn't have stood in front of the goal and put that with your hands into a better place. It was it was just absolutely yeah, gold dust, absolutely brilliant. And by the way, we were, we were talking about goalkeepers uh, during the week. I think that that young boy uh, George is it you call him? I, I think Jamal he's going to Yeah, I think I think he's quite a good keeper. I remember him playing against us the last time and I thought that and I thought he was quite good yesterday even although he lost three goals he, he couldn't really do much about them No uh, I, I don't I don't think the three goals were, were his fault but on on that Tavernier goal and, you know I've maybe been a wee bit unfair um, like opening the conversation with did he play well enough to merit um, some support back? But Mason, that was a fucking beautiful free kick, wasn't it? Let's maybe start bigging, bigging him up just for, for that goal alone. That's And he, he done won the other... He, he done he scored one against Livingston earlier in the season, but it was the other side of the corner. Um, other side of the goal, sorry. But this one, it was just hand-picked, as Davey said. Yeah, great, great threat. As, as I said, you know, I, I don't see anyone else that we've got, you know, in the team yesterday, being able to do that. But um, yeah, great strap. Best, best free kick you'll see uh, this weekend in, in any any league to, to hit that sort of top top corner. But uh, yeah, on it though, as I said, where he scored one, uh, started the season the other side, 
um, their, their goalkeeper sort of in the middle. He's sort of thinking, if he goes that way, I don't want to get beat, which is a, which is a, obviously a great, you know, great thing to have. But even if he was, he was more the other side, I still don't think he's getting there because it is literally right in that top corner. But um, yeah, as I said, hopefully he's got another one saved for us uh, next week. Ah, uh, yeah, I think um, we'll all agree. We want to see Adam Devine get more game time, but I think this will be after the cup final. He's Michael Bale's not going to make any changes. He's not going to drop his captain after scoring two goals. Um, and I don't really know if MD would expect him to or want him to. I think it's a big game for Adam Devine to jump into, but James Tavenier at Hamden. Um, so obviously he scored the first and second, um, the penalty in the 28th minute, I think it was, for a, a silly. A silly pull on Mirella. Sorry, guys, I forgot how to speak. <laughs> a silly pull on Mirella's shirt. Um, Davy P. I'll ask you about this. I don't think Mirella's is getting the ball, right? Even if he's no pull down. Uh, it's still a foul as well, but I don't know how often they're given. Um, I, like, I've got to, I'm not trying to be controversial. It is a foul anywhere on the pitch, but. I was surprised that it was given because you don't usually see the fouls given for that, especially in the box. I thought I think the tug on the shirt form was so blatant. You know, I mean, I'm I'm even surprised that it would get referred to VAR because you know everyone in the stadium could see it. It was uh, it was as clear cut as you get. I think. So I think he's as to whether how was Morelos going to win the ball? No, he wasn't. But. He was definitely impeding, you know, Morelos' uh, jump in the air. So, with, with a hold of his shirt. And, you know, you can feel it when, when someone is pulling your shirt. You know, it's feeling so it is uh, restricting his movement. It's a free kick, therefore, it's a penalty. 100%, no question about it. So, you can say, well, did it, was, was he stupid in pulling his shirt? Yes, he was, because he wasn't going to win the ball anyway. So that that was just I was just daftness more than anything. So, uh, but why it was referred to VAR, I don't know because and when you saw the replay, I mean, there's just no no debate. There's no debate to be had here. Uh, and I, I'm not going to bring everybody in. I think it is a straightforward one. I just did what I mentioned in the board because it's you know. Uh, <laughs> But we'll talk about a refereeing decision being being made correctly. It's not something that we'll always talk about in this pod. Um, but it's just for it was interesting, you don't usually see it. And people are calling it in the comments that um the Kent tackle was more of a, a penalty. I think that was more of a penalty, but it was offside, so that's why it wasn't given. Um moving on to Tavenier's second goal then. It was one the free kick was actually won by a lovely bit of footwork from Kmart Roof. So, David T, uh, kick us off with your thoughts on Kmart Roof's uh, performance yesterday. I thought he really added a different dimension yesterday and some really clever play and he got his goal as well. Yeah, I can't argue with that goal. And he, I mean, he's, he's different class. He, he is a class above everybody. And as, as I said, I said before the, the pod started, if, if he was fit all the time, he wouldn't be playing for Rangers. He'd be playing a lot higher. And it was really the, the the one thing I I mean I said as well before the pod started. Uh, I I think the the red card was a bit harsh. I, I don't think it was a red card. I, you're just getting a, a yellow card now for virtually every foul, and that, that wasn't. I mean, it wasn't a real bad foul. So I I don't think it was. Uh, I don't think it was a red card. You should never have got that. 
But um, yeah, the big question is, I don't know whether we're coming on to it. Ruth, is it, do we start him next week or do we leave him on, on the bench? Uh, that's uh, For me, I think I would let Sakala run them down first and then uh, then keep uh, Ruth on the bench until until later in the game and let him run wild. That's a bit, he's a different class, different class. Mason, we say time and time again that he's just so rounded as a striker. We've got Morelos who has that just ag- aggression and he's like he's so powerful and he's good with a hold up play and we've got Sakala who's just quick and instinctive. Ruth is they two combined with Jermaine Defoe just much more rounded and on his day, like David is right. If he if if he stays fit, he's not playing the Rangers. I do agree with David T also that I when they start him next week because I think he's such a powerful asset for the bench. I don't think we've got a full half of football in him um, just yet. Then I, I wouldn't want to take that gamble. If we are down at half time or whatever, I think even Brian Roof on at half time, um, I, I think he's going to be a better option for the bench and starting next week. Yeah, look, if we get any any clear cut chances next week, that's one man you want it to fall to because he is, he is deadly. I thought he looked really sharp when he when he came on yesterday considering he hasn't had lo- loads of game time. He got 45 minutes, obviously, last week in, in the cup, um, where I thought he looked okay. Um, but he looked sharp when he came on, considering it's on a, a really difficult surface as well. Um, didn't think we'd see Kamar Roof on that on that yesterday for, for obvious reasons. But um, he, he's, he's, as I said, it's just about... Bill's just got to manage his game time because uh, the previous manager wasn't good at it at all. I think he over overplayed him and... Um, Ended up costing, you know, costing not having a striker fit for 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 a European final. So uh, I think Bill will manage Roof a lot a lot better in terms of starting him next week. Uh, no, I think I, I agree with David. T. I think I'd go with Sakala. Let's not forget Sakala. The, the problems that Sakala caused them um, at Ibrox in that second half. Everything was going through him, and um, you know, uh, Greg Greg Taylor couldn't couldn't handle him, um, and then it was Juranovic. Um, so. I, I want to see Sakala start next week and um, and then, yeah, Roof later on in the game. But obviously it depends how we're doing it and, and depends what kind of game Sakala's having because, uh, you know, you know we, we know what he's like. But I think I think another talking point, which, you know, we, we'll probably come on to is Todd Cantwell. Does he get into the team next week? Because um, I think there'll be a lot of differences in, in opinions about that. But, um, you know, if, if Tillman's fit, it's, it's one or the other for me. So that's going to be a really interesting one um, going into to next week as well. Aye, the the midfield probably is my um, my biggest talking point that I want your thoughts on for yesterday and going ahead to next week. But David P round us off where he came out of um I, I thought just touching back on his performance, it it was very symbolic of Rangers' performance. It wasn't amazing, it wasn't excellent, but he just done what he had to do. He won the free kick, he got the goal, he pretty much took the bins out, just routine win. And on where he can feature I like the fact that I can trust him to lead the line. I can also trust him to play in behind the striker as well. Kemal Roof is a, is a quality act. There's no doubt about that because I thought he played the boy brilliantly to win the free kick in the edge of the box. So obviously not his call to have the boy sent off. You know, and, and perhaps, you, and David just made the case, it was a touch harsh. And had he not been sent off, then I don't think I would have been screaming about it. But the, the referees made the decision. But I thought Roof was very clever in winning the free kick in the first place. You know, because uh, he's clearly, he's, he's aware that he's now surrounded by three of them and decides, you know, my 
the biggest gain I'm going to get here is to hit the deck. So he manages to, uh, you know, take the contact. Over he goes. We get the free kick. And Tav, you know, bangs it in within two inches of the post. No keeper in the world saving that. But uh, even in with the goal, some of the other touches that he had, you know, he had a couple of touches on the right-hand side. But there was one particular touch in midfield. When he's on that surface, the ball comes out the air. And he, and, he, and he stops it and rolls it about three yards in front of him. And it was just that we touch alone. Just I just thought, this boy's got it. He's got it. It's, and I, I personally, as I said, you know, just before we come on, so frustrating that the guy of that quality, if we could keep him fit, he would do a bundle for us. I really would. Kemar Roof, he's a, he's, very, he's a clever player, you know, and he's got clearly got lots of football in him. He's, uh, he's aware, you know, and, and I think someone's made the comments on, you know, that when when he doesn't get the ball, he's expecting he's not shy and letting them know. So I, I think uh, it would have been, if he would if he could stay fit, as I think David mentioned it earlier, he, he just wouldn't be at Rangers. He would be a Premier League somewhere, top top six, top eight, somewhere, somewhere round about there. Quality player. Totally agree. A, a Rolls Royce a player to dust off one of the old footballing cliches. Um, on to the next point there, uh, David T. Mason has kind of alluded to it. The midfield yesterday, we started with Nicholas Rass and Glenn Kamara and Todd Campbell. I'll be honest, I did have my reservations of that midfield. We didn't have the the battlers of the midfield, the likes of your Ryan Jack or your John Lundstrom, um, the only real cover experience cover was James Sands um, and on the bench and we had Bailey Rice as the other midfielder who, who could have went in. Um, what were your thoughts on the midfield display yesterday? Um, yeah, well, like you, like you I, when, I, when I seen it, I thought it would be a, a bit light. But, um, no, Cantwell played really good, I thought. I think he was man of Cantwell's probably man of the match. Uh, no, Raskin is, is a quality, real quality. He's Every ball, he just his eyes. It's, it's, you're talking about Rolls Royce, and then then he uh, he has a Rolls Royce as well. He's absolutely brilliant player, and we're we're going to get so much uh, enjoyment out of watching him. But as I can't go played well as well, and and yeah, Kamara, yeah, he loses the ball in a dangerous place a heck of a lot. That's one thing that I mean, it was the same. I think it was a Stephen Kelly shot at goal. I think it was Kamara that lost the ball there in the mid the midfield, and Devlin took the ball forward and they got it across and and Stephen Kelly made a made a mess of the the shot, thankfully. But um, no, the, the, the Kamara. Mm. I, I hope. Well, one thing that's that's definite: if, if Tillman's fit, he'll play. Unfortunately, I'm not hundred percent sure that he'll be fit because uh, if it's a hamstring, then. Uh, then you're not talking about two weeks, you're talking about four to six weeks, maybe even eight weeks if it's really torn, badly torn. Depends what he's got. No, and just touching on the on Rasson Campbell there, I thought Mason yesterday we seen why we, we signed him. Um Campbell will be frustrating. He is quite similar to Tillman where um he, he won't be involved in every minute, every game, whereas Nicholas Rasson, he is signed to be that link up for the full team. He'll go between full backs, he'll go between defence and up front. He's a, a traditional number eight, and I thought he played really, really well. And he can place a pass to. So, probably 
what my question is to you, have Kamara, Camwell or Rashin done enough to start next week if Tillman, Jack and Lundstrom all fit and available? Um, I thought Raskin 100% has to be in there. Um, it's about time we've got a midfielder that he's, his first thought is, can I play forward? And not only is it, it, it is that, he does it quickly as well. Um, and and was, as David T just said, some of his passes, longer passes, um, we've seen Kamara and Jack for years. Um, you know, it's it's not it's no more than a five, six-yard pass and it frustrates the life of me that it takes an extra pass to get out to a Tavernier or to get out to Barisic. Raskin's just missing them out and clipping it and it's getting there every time. So he's 100%. I thought Cantwell had a really good game yesterday considering, again, on that surface, um, something that he wouldn't have played on at all in England. Um, and he was very, very deep yesterday. I, I thought, you know, he didn't really play that number 10 position that Tillman does and higher up, he was deeper. And I thought he played really well. Um, so I think, you know, he's got a shout, shout for next week. Um, and I think with, with Cantwell as well, at, at Norwich in the Premier League, he was a big game player. And he scored big goals in the big games. And there's not obviously a bigger game for us than the next week. So uh, so it, it, he would be one that, I, I, it depends. obviously, it does depend on Tillman. Glenn Kamara, not for me. Uh, not not in an old firm game um, against them. I think he's he he done you know bits and pieces well yesterday. I just still question. He's a, he's a bit lightweight. I still don't think he's the Glenn Kamara we've seen sort of 18 months ago. I still think he's a little bit off that. And uh, in old firm games, normally... You know, I'm going off the recent ones. I thought he was, he's not been, he's not been in it. So I'm hoping that, that Jack Lundstrom come in for, for that other position. And and we had a debate obviously Thursday night if we'd go Lundstrom or Jack, and there was there was obviously a difference with, with that. But um, I think Bill's playing his cards really close to his chest here. I think that uh, there's definitely two out of the three will, will be will be there next week. And if I had to pick two out of the three, it would be Tillman and Lundstrom. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. David P, I, I think there is a direct competition for next week. I think it'll be Lundstrom versus Jack, Kamara versus Rastin, and Rastin's going to win that one. Uh, the big one for me is I don't think you can have Gamwell and Tillman in the same team. I don't add, uh, even against Partick Thistle, and I know there's probably other elements of that game that we could delve into as a reason why, but I think you've just seen the the lack of aggression when we had Tillman, Gamwell and Haji um, in behind in behind Jolak, um, and albeit it's maybe a different game if Morelos and Kent are playing, um, but I think if Tillman's available, Camwell's on the bench for me. What's your thoughts in the in our midfield options in general? I, I think you're right, Colin. I think it will be Tillman in, in front of Cantwell. 
if if fit, because I th- he's mentioned that you know he's there's a wee uh, tweak, he's got a wee calf strain and a, and a hamstring tweakers. So we're just hoping that this is all just a ruse on on Michael Beale's behalf, and you know, and that Big Magic Malik will be a uh, will be on the pitch. And I think Nicholas Raskin is going. He'll be one of the first names in the sheet. And just as as what Mason said, I was impressed yesterday on a couple of occasions when he's taking a pass 20, 30 yards and his pass is his first time, you know, 20, 30 yards. He doesn't take two or three touches and lift his head up. He's already uh, read the situation as the ball gets to him and then ping, immediately pings it on. And I thought, this is, uh, this is the very boy for me. This is the boy for our team because uh, he's... Buzzing about, you know, and, and and that ability to do that and move the ball quickly, move it first time with a touch, uh, is is something just we've been waiting for. So he will be playing. John, I think John Lundstrom will be playing. Uh, so depending on how he sets up next week, uh, I would I would certainly if if they're all available, then Lundstrom, uh, Raskin, and and Tillman will feature. Exactly how how he sets it up, I think will. Uh, We'll leave that to Michael Beale, but uh, the, the, they would be my first picks, just in terms of you know, the, the aggression and, and creativity that, that they will provide. I think Cantwell would be a an able deputy if Tillman is, doesn't make it, because I think he's uh, he's clearly got some. He's quite quick on his feet, you know, and he's again speed of thought is uh, is, is usually key. So <clears throat> what we'll see about him. It would be nice if if Michael Beale had all the options available to him. Ryan Jack, I I don't I think he's 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 now injured again. But if Ryan Jack doesn't make it, I think he would be someone who, if if they're on the bench, you know, would be provide us with a wee bit cover. But uh, he, he certainly wouldn't be the be the first pick for me. What I'm really hoping is that next week, regardless, that we've got a bit more strength and depth um, on the bench, particularly in the midfield. Because if you look at if you look at seven days before, Partick Thistle, we've you know got too many options. Actually, you're struggling to fit everybody in. You need 15 players to try and play all the midfielders that you want to having having James Sands as your as your your key midfield option. Um, David T. Obviously, James Sands came on uh, in the Midway Park when the game was was dying down to three 0 But alongside Bailey Rice, who is actually now the youngest ever player to play in a league game for Rangers, um, what was your thoughts on on day two and particularly Bailey Rice? It's he's no one of the the big names that we hear coming out of the academy. No, it's the first time I'd actually heard of him. So. It's, uh, it was a bit of a, a surprise. I, I knew Lovelace was on the on the bench as well. So that's two sixteen-year-olds. You you have. To, I don't know whether that's forced or whether it's uh, it was part of the plan to bring them in. I, I would imagine it was a bit forced on them because there's so many players injured at the moment. But um, yeah, come on, he done okay. But I mean, he didn't have a lot of time to do much. I think it was uh, the eighty-seventh minute. He, he come on or something like that. So. With, with, with what four minutes injury time plus about four minutes, so I only had about eight minutes or something like that. So, but he, he done okay. He looked quite good. Uh, yeah, I can't really say a lot about about him in, in the game itself because the game was well won by that time. One thing I did want to say, we've done come back to talking about Roof. I think Raskin will love playing with Roof. I think that will be 
I think that'll be an absolute dream of a team. The dream team, I would call that, because see when Roof comes on, it, everything just speeds up. The game gets played at a far quicker temp, tempo. And that, 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 I think I think Raskin will have played in front of him. Or behind him, sorry. And uh, no, that, that, I'm really looking forward to seeing the two together. Uh, it's just that football intelligence that we talked about, isn't it? It's Rasen has it. Roof seems to have an abundance, um, and I'm I'm hoping the lights. We we know the like Haji has showed that that kind of flair, that creativity. But Camwell will seem to have it as well. So in terms of just that, you do need players in Scotland to come in with a blood and thunder. But when we want to take it up on a next level, like me and Mason always talked about that team of 2003, where the likes of Kinija, De Boer, um, Ferguson, they were just quicker, smarter thinkers on the pitch. Well, that, that I mean, somebody said, uh, but it, it looks like a wee bit like Barry Ferguson. It's uh, the same sort of a stature and the same sort of a method of playing. But... Um, no, it's uh, I've actually forgot what I was going to say. What I was going to say. <laughs> oh, so yeah, I've remembered now. Um, Sakawa, I hope they're going to sit him down during the week and explain the offside rule to him because he is absolutely nearly every week he's got a, a, a chance or a goal that's chopped off because he's a mile offside. He's looking along that line. He must see that he's offside. How how can he not see that? And I just don't understand. And it's not just once. It's week after week after week. And they really need to sit him down and try and explain it to him because uh, he, he needs he needs to, to, to learn something from it. Just on Sakala and Mason, we'll stick with him for a wee bit as well. Him and Kent were probably... They, they, they didn't have any direct involvement in any goals, uh, but I thought that's what we needed. Uh, I thought what they did was uh, the kind of quiet, dirty work um, in terms of forward player. Yesterday, again, back to being symbolic of Rangers' performance. Very unglamorous, but just direct. Kept Livingston in the back foot. Um, that's... Sakala and Ken are really coming into their own with their roles, albeit Sakala has to remember to watch the line. Yeah, I think uh, our biggest problem going to places like Livingston is, and, and you know, again, on that pitch, is we move the ball far too slow. We don't get the ball wide enough quickly. And when we do, we slow it down. What we was doing yesterday um, at times was a lot better. We was we was moving it, you know, side to side a lot quicker. And Kent and, and Sakala stand really wide was giving us the, the whip. And and just on Sakala, what, what you got to you know, love about him, he's one of them players that you'd hate to play against because he's just non-stop. He's frustrating at times, and as Davey T said about about the, the 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 you know the the offside, he'll never learn that. He's what is he twenty six, twenty seven? That's something you can't ever teach. If he's not picking up at eighteen, nineteen, twenty, he's not ever going to do. He's it. old enough to know better, as my mother would say. A- a- absolutely, but he's got so much pace, so he doesn't. He, he can he can give the defender to a yard or two anyway because he's 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 running forward, and when he's running forward, he, he's lightning. But same with Morelos, to be honest, he's another one with with the offsides. It's just. It's just not. It's not going to click. Um, but I thought, to be honest, you know, some Murdos hasn't got a lot of a lot of talk from from yesterday. But I thought he he, he did link it well yesterday. Um, a tough away game like that. I thought that um, he wasn't as effective. You know, goals and things like that. But there was t- times when the balls played into him fifty fifties and, and he's sticking. 
Um, and then on to Ryan Kent, he should score yesterday. That's probably the biggest criticism, criticism I've got about Ryan Kent going one-on-one with a goalkeeper. He could have killed the game off, you know, a lot sooner yesterday. And, and that's, you know, that really frustrates me with Kent because if he takes them chances and gets them numbers up, then we've got, you know, one heck of a player. Davey P, Ryan Kent, I think in front of goal, he's just shit out of form and shit out of confidence. If, if he tries to manipulate the ball to beat a fullback, he'll, he'll do it with his eyes shut. But as soon as you put him in front of goal, I think he just overthinks it. And that chance that Mason was talking about, if he's running at a centre-back, he doesn't take that heavy touch. But because it's in front of goal, I think, he's, I think it has his confidence. And I it's one of the self-fulfilling prophecies where I think he just has to get a couple of goals to get his confidence up, even if Morello shoots it off his arse and it trickles in. Like, a couple of goals like that will do him the world of good. Obviously, Kent is is doing things so quickly. Sometimes it's just pure instinct in terms of their touch. So I'm going to give him a pass on that one because he slightly overran the ball with, with his touch you know, before he gets to the keeper, he just gets too close to the keeper, ends up blasting it off him. But on that surface, you know, the, so the touch he's taken, had that been in grass, it would have held up. It wouldn't have been the, the touch that it was yesterday. So uh, playing on that surface, um, you know, at running at that pace, uh, I'm going to give uh, Ryan a, a buy on that one. But you're right, he should be scoring more. You know, with Tav scores two and, and Kemar Roof scores one yesterday, what last season, you know, maybe even the season before, but certainly this season, their contribution from mid, mid, midfield has to increase. It has to improve. You know, we're hoping that Tom Lawrence has been brought in, you know, to, to you know, try and up, up the number of goals. Maybe Raskin and Cantwell. There was a wee occasion yesterday when Cantwell, I thought, could have had a striking goal. And he chose to, uh, you know, ping a wee ball through, which amounted to nothing. I think our, our midfield has to step up their contribution in terms of goals because uh we don't score we don't score enough for for the level of possession that we have in games then uh, I think we should be giving the opposition more to think about in terms of a goal threat from midfield because I think the there are occasions and, and I think it was true of last week at Thistle and, and even the week before where sometimes I think we made the comment that sometimes we try and walk the ball into the net. I think something and I'm thinking Raskin would be, you know, capable of the killer ball, which puts, you know, hopefully the likes of Ryan Kent and Alfredo Morello straight through, pinging in in goal. So I think uh, Ryan Kent, I, 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 his, his effort is never questioned for me. I mean, he, he just keeps on with it, keeps on with it. So I, I think he'll be a big player for us next weekend because... He's, he's, he's played against them a few times and come, come up with big performances. I hope he's saving one for next Sunday. Just, it, it doesn't just go for Ken, but the a lot of our midfield and attackers were not showing enough of that killer edge. And Curry in the comments made a really good point there. You know, a lot of players will make the key pass and like play somebody in and just think, OK, they, I've set that next player up to go, but we actually want them busting their gut to to take a gamble, what if there's a rebound, what if it, it doesn't come off and I don't think we're just ruthless enough like when we go back to 55 when we just we absolutely killed teams off and we just smelled blood and we went for it, we've never really done that consistently and that's not just 
from the midfield or from the side of just in general, well, we're no ruthless enough. But I don't want to be too harsh because, as we all said, well, well I think we were good at calling yesterday. Was the was the press? You know, we were we were playing well up the pitch. We were pressing Livingston. We were, you know, we weren't giving them uh, time in the ball. You know, within their own half. So, which which just led to us, you know, as, as we mentioned earlier, being an overall control of the game because they they in terms of attacking they they weren't much of a threat to us. So I think our our Effort and and you know the pace and 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 our ability to close them down was certainly you, I can see, you know, in B, even in Beale's short tenure how that's improving over the team. So it's uh, it's work in progress, and and you know with the players that you know have been brought in, and you can see from the the changes that he makes some game to game. I think Michael Beale's still working out a few things. So he, he clearly, he didn't get it right against Thistle, but we've seen a few changes yesterday. We eventually ground it out, and, and and we won quite comfortably yesterday. So there was no, uh, there was no mad panic. And that's what I'm saying. I don't want to be too harsh because we did come away with you know when, and you're right. Like it's uh, maybe been a bit harsh with saying it's a great run, but it's been a shit, uh, shit bunch of performances. But we are seeing improvements week in week out. Particularly, what you said off the ball, we are starting to get that that. Um, that press back, we're starting to have a wee bit of an identity on the ball, off and on the ball, but we just need to, we need a bit of consistency in killing the games off. Um, David T, the last point I'll come to on yesterday's game, um, kind of moving away from the football. I think this is, it's definitely a couple of split opinions in, in our podcast group chat, so I want to get everybody's opinions on it and uh, the listeners as well. So there was a couple of banners um, yesterday displayed at Livingston. Obviously, very good at the Union Bears to wish Nicola Sturgeon good luck in the future. Um, you can see how much um, Sturgeon meant to, <laughs> meant to that uh, faction of the Rangers support. But the other banner read, two trophies in 11 years uphold the standards that matter. So there's two similar... Uh, Obviously, there's two shows of thought that initially is this just a general swipe at Rangers' performance over the last 11 years, or is it a swipe at Michael Beale's decision to allow Party Thistle to run up and stroll that goal last week, or is it maybe a mixture of both? What was your thoughts in, in this banner? Yeah, well, the, the, the Nicholas Sturgeon one, that, that's... Um, the, uh, politicians and lies that 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 goes together. Uh, this it's uh, that's bad. it doesn't matter what country you're in. The the, the politicians tell lies. It's the same in Holland. It's the same anywhere. Um, if it, if it was aimed at Beale, I mean, let's face it, it's a fact. And that's uh, that that's the worst thing about it. It's, it is a fact, and we it's a fact we've got to get away from Rangers. Rangers need to win trophies. If we're not winning trophies. Then there's something wrong somewhere, and we need to get people in that will win us trophies. That's the that's the bottom line of it. And um, I was going to say, Roof. Um, Bill said himself the other week. Thinking he was talking to somebody, and they said, "What happens if you don't win a cup?" He says, "Well, you'll probably have to talk to somebody else in in, in this job at the end of." So I think he's quite knows himself that he's he's got to produce, otherwise. He'll be out the door the same as every other uh, manager that, that can't deliver. I, I don't think he'll be out this year. I think, uh, I, I mean, uh, 
holding on we do win two cups because uh, it's, it's unbearable to even think that, uh, that, that there would be another treble going somewhere. But um, no, I, I, I really did a chat. It's probably the wrong time. Why Why is it before the firm game? Why That's, uh, that's the bit that gets and, me. And Mason, I'll come to you in this. So I absolutely understand the sentiment that we should have won a lot more over the last 11 years. Maybe give a bit of a bye when we were playing playing against a team who has a hedge as a main stand. Um, but it's particularly over the last five, six years, we've had opportunities, won more trophies we should have done. I absolutely understand that sentiment, but I just think the timing, even take away for the the Celtic game coming up, uh, the cup final, the the timing after the, um, after Michael Beale splitting the opinion in the Rangers camp, it just really felt like I did get him. I'm not looking too much in there. Yeah, look, I think I think the timing's really, really poor. Um, considering you know it, it, we've got a, a huge game coming up Sunday, um, you know if you are having a pop at the manager for his decision not on allowing Fissel to score last week, fair enough. But you're not talking for the whole of the support because there was plenty of the support that agreed with the man- manager's decision, and 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 I, I, I didn't like it yesterday. Uh, Curry makes a really good point there. That banner should have been up, you know, months ago um, when we was when. You know, uh, most of the support wanted Gio out the door, and um, we we let you know let it run on for for too long, and we ended up dropping costly points. That if we'd have made decisions earlier, I don't think the gap would be so big. But but that's a completely different story. But I just think that they are facts. That you know, it is two trophies. If we if we get beat Sunday, and then that comes out further down the line, fair enough, not a problem. But before the game, I think I think it's a, it's poor for. You know, say the games, the games to come, and, and, and Bills won twelve out of thirteen so far, and, and he's unbeaten. So uh, to have a pop at him, no, nah, no, nah, that was that was ill timed. And and look, we won last week. We, we ended up winning the game three two. So again, just just leave it in the past. It's irrelevant. We won the game. Move on. David P, why did you get the last comment on the banner? Because I know last week um, we were probably a different set of opinions on whether or not Rangers should have let Party Fissel score. What was your thoughts on the banner, the timing, the message, everything? I don't really have much problem with it. It's, as David says, it's it's stating a fact. It's two, it is two trophies. So uh, I think we should not lose sight of, you know, that uh, we're underachieving at the current rate and, you know, we, we have to do better. So if that's all that was served to, to do, you know, was just remind everyone that we are a club who, who are required to win silverware and we're going to a final next week. I don't, I don't think we should shy away from that. It's, 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 the, it's the truth. We should have done better. You know, obviously we've gone through the ringer and then we had Steven Gerrard's, you know, what we've gone through, uh, you know, Kashinia and, and all of that experiment ended up. And then I think we were quite patient with Gerard in terms of the time it took him for him to deliver the first trophy. And I think it was just the, the sheer, you know, weight of 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 the stature of Stephen Gerard that allowed him to get that time. Because I, I don't think any, most managers will not be allowed, you know, that amount of time to, to win a trophy. Eventually he delivered and then, you know, he's now left the season after that so I think we have to get back to something closer to the Rangers that we uh, we all know and love 
and two trophies in 11 years isn't it. So I'm not saying that, you know, it's head in the oven next Sunday if, if we lose, but there has to be, you know, progress. There has to be seen to be progress in terms of the trophies that Rangers will uh, will be winning because the, the, the two years, two and 11 years is just not acceptable. So if all that banner was designed was to just give everyone a wee reminder of that, where we are and that we, we should be doing better and we must do better, then uh, it will have served a purpose. David, you're coming in there. Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say some of the football we played under Gerard was absolutely brilliant. I mean, it, it took him four years, and I suppose you could say Bill was a, a part of that as well. But um, some of the football that we played under Gerard was absolutely brilliant, and I think that's what kept him as well in a, in a job, his stature as well. But I think some of the football we were playing at that time, and if you look at the way we played, uh, winning 55, then. Uh, then, then the, the football was great. And, and that was the thing with, with Gio. You, you just couldn't see. The football was terrible. The players just didn't look fit. If you look now, it's the same players that were playing at the beginning of the year, but they look far fitter now. They they, 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 they close down far quicker. And that that's, that's the reason we're getting results now, because because we're, we're actually um, throttling other teams. We're, we're, getting them, we're, we're getting them stuck in their own half. I mean, I think you can count in one hand or maybe two hands how often uh, Livingston were now half, let alone uh, near a nearer goal. And that's that's a big thing. That the, the players they, they really look far fitter. And uh, I, I, I still I say it real every week. I still don't understand why Geo had so unfit players. Can't can't understand that at all. For well, me, it's a football. Sorry, Dave. Sort of Gerard's contribution to to Europe in terms of you know we were Rangers went through four qualifying rounds in the Europa League twice and there's only a handful of clubs who have ever managed that because it's, to get through all four ties to to get to the group stages of the Europa League is is not an easy thing to do and and we were doing it and 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 then progressing from the group section so I think Gerard was given us kudos in terms of our European stature, which was maybe masking the, the lack of domestic trophies. So it was it, there was progress throughout the club, you know, in terms of, uh, and, and you look at the squad that he started with, the squad that we ended up with, we eventually did deliver 55. So he will be in our hearts for, forever for that one. So it, it's not all doom and gloom. So the, the two trophies, we did get to a European final. So, I mean, is, is that the equivalent of, you know, a domestic trophy? Would we rather have won the, the League Cup against Celtic in 2019 than have gone to Seville? Mm, I'm not sure because we don't see European finals very often, but we've managed that. So it's the, the two and 11 years is really, isn't really the full story. There's there's more to it than that. So, But, you know, when you just uh, look at it, that bare fact, you know, it, it's pretty shocking, but it's it's not the whole story. We beat we beat Dortmund uh, in Dortmund. Even Chelsea couldn't do that. <laughs> David, I was watching the game the other night with my boy who who has a wee soft spot for Chelsea, and we're we're getting to about 30, 35 minutes, and I'm saying to him, Rangers were two 0 up by this point, you know, <laughs> and they're just keeping those mar- remarks through the game, which I don't think was going down to us. And then eventually Dortmund scored. You know, the, there was a bit of a uh, tension in the air at that point. 
Just uh, probably finish the, the board and high, bring you in, and that one, Mason, because we were all chatting in the group chat. Um, it was a, a year on for beating Dortmund, and I put in at 4 1 up. I was still trying to rack my brain and how are we going to get put out? Because we're not going through as fucking Dortmund. Like, we're going to find a way to get put out here. Oh, I was, yeah, I can't believe it's a year already, but um, when the third goal went in, when Lundstrom scored the third goal, I, I didn't celebrate, I laughed. It was just like that disbelief um, because I think before that we weren't you know we had some really disappointing results um, in the league and, and they just went top and uh, we've gone into it and I think actually at the time I was going I hope we we give Dortmund a good couple of games uh, I, I think we said it on the pod at the time as long as we don't sort of disgrace ourselves and ended up uh, knocking them out comfortably in the end and should have had a win at Ibrox and it was a, a terrible VAR decision that, that we didn't but um I, I had the similar Davy the other night. Um, my, my, my missus is a, a West Ham fan, and uh, and we we had the game on, and the the, the yellow wall come on the telly, and uh, and I said, oh, I've been there, done that, got the t-shirt, and she replied and said, Oh, you got this week then? And I, I nearly strangled her. I was absolutely fuming, but <laughs> but um, but yeah, great memories, and hopefully, you know, we see that again uh, next season. It's a nice wee way to round up the board because that's nearly an hour already, gents. Um, I, think we've, I think we've covered all the points for, throughout the game. Um, I know we didn't touch too much on next week because obviously we've got a pod on Thursday um, and that'll be when we're full of blood and thunder on this podcast. We might even date topless. We're feeling that, that up for it. Um, I will do a full prediction on Sunday. Um, just a wee call to arms for what we've wrote coming up in the pod. I've put a few posts. If anybody wants to get involved, we've got quite a lot of additional content coming up. Um, so more the merrier um, to get people involved. Um, you might see a, new, a couple of new faces over the next few weeks. If you do want involved in the podcast, you fancy trying out for once, just Gives a wee message uh, where, wherever you follow us, Facebook message, Twitter, Facebook Messenger, Twitter, Instagram. Um, just give a give a shout. Um, throughout the week, we're going to have the news pod. Um, every morning, Monday to Friday, we'll have the Premier League show on Monday night, and some point midweek. Myself, Davey and Chris recorded part one of the top 10 players from the journey. So thank you to everybody who put in a response, putting in their top 10 players from the seasons in the World Divisions. I'll be honest, I don't agree with all of them, but we've um, we've ran through the, the first half of the list and we'll record the, the business end of the list uh, next week and get that out with you. All that's left to do is thank you to my three guests um, for coming on. Um, I'm going to press you for a goodbye and a man of the match from yesterday. So kick us off, Davey T. Cheers for coming on, mate. Yeah, thanks for thanks for having me. Um, just one player that wasn't mentioned, and I think when we talk about Tavernier uh, being captain, he's not really. Connor Goldson's captain, and Connor Goldson is absolutely brilliant. Since uh, well, we've seen that uh, how we missed him when he was when he wasn't there, but uh, I think he deserves a, a mention. But for me, I, I, I think uh, Barisic was another one had a good game. He's he's been a, he's looked a different class of player since he came back from the World Cup. Um, but for me, uh, Campbell was man of the match. Uh, I think he was he was in everything. He was uh, over over every blade of grass, and uh, for me, it was uh, Campbell. 
Uh, good shout, uh, mentioning Golson and Embarrassed here. Uh, Davey P, thanks for coming on, mate. Who was your man in the match? Well, I'd just like to echo Davey's comment about Borna. I thought Borna was excellent yesterday. I mean, the, the number of actually getting runs down the wing, you know, which uh, and he, he was carrying the ball, you know, playing, put some nice balls in. Uh, no, I thought Borna was, was uh, very good. But in terms of man in the match, uh, it was Raskin, Nicholas Raskin. I thought he's he just looks the part. He's uh, takes the looks for the ball all the time on the move. First time passes, first time passes forwards. God bless him. Uh, so I think uh, we've we've got a nice player in this boy. It'll be uh, it'll be interesting. I'm hoping that the week that Michael Beale has in front of him, we use it wisely in terms of setting ourselves up for uh, Sunday. We have to be prepared for this. I'm hoping that we can get our players fit and get them out there, get the attitude right. And and David's right again. You know, Connor Goldson is the man who sets the tone in that team in terms of uh, you know their their attitude. Uh, so looking forward to it. That's about it. No, thank you for coming on, mate. And last, by no means least, Mason. Cheers for cheers for coming on as always. Who is your man of the match? No, thanks, Anderson, and, and thanks for all the, the comments again tonight. Um, man of the match, uh, I thought Ben Davis was, had a really good game yesterday. Another one that, that we've not mentioned, he's, he's coming on to a bit of a game, um, but it's got to be, you know, I agree with David Pearce, it's got to be, got to be Raskin. Um, you know, I just, just enjoyed, as I said earlier, the, the amount of the amount of balls that he plays quickly and, and, and their pinpoint, um, you know, 20, 30-yard passes. So uh, getting really excited. Um, by, by the signs of, of Raskin, but but yeah, Camp, Campwell, Campwell had a good game as well. So uh, it's good to see us making uh, signings that are, that are hitting the ground running straight away. Um, so uh, you know, exciting times ahead. I know. Um, a couple of listeners were saying maybe we should start giving Ross Wilson a wee bit of praise, but let's let's just wait and see how this season pans out. Um, before my man in match. Um, a shout out to Nicky Devlin for leading out the Livingston team and putting the year defenders on um, to show support for the young Rangers fan who um, suffers from autism. Um, he was in a wheelchair. Um, he wears the year defenders to the game. That was a lovely, lovely gesture uh, for the Livingston captain. Uh, amazing to see. So, massive shout out to him. Um, for me, man in a match, Ron Nicholas Rashton as well. It's just lovely to see a midfielder playing. Forward for deep and not just taking it for full back to full back. So um, it was always going to be off to a winning start by doing that, Nicholas Rashton. But thank you to everybody who's been watching. Um, we'll speak to you through the week. Um, until we do, take care. <laughs>
for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 